0: net 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 I'm so ready. I'm ready too. Oh, it's a good one. No, like since December 1st, the music (laughs) for this has been bopping around in my head. I am ready. This is going to be the perfect way to send y'all off right this year. Rob Marshall, Rob Marshall, Rob Marshall. Rob Marshall. Let's get it. Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where Mother Dear, we know you're down there listening. I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week, we are covering the 1999 telefilm? Sure. Annie! This is the best version of Annie, to be quite honest. This is the best version of Annie. Like, I mean, you know what? Casting is, you know, all over the place. But you know what? You know what I say? You can't have good production or good casting at the same time. You just can't do it. You can with Rob Marshall. Absolutely! You absolutely can. Before we get started, don't forget, go follow us on Twitter at... At kick and Stream. K I C K N S T R E A M. You can write the show at kicking and streaming podcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, if you're following along with us this holiday season, please be practicing the three R's rate, review, and retweet. Rate, review, and retweet, folks. We want you to come and join this holiday watch party. Guys, our last show of 2021! I know. Didn't you think we'd be farther ahead? I did! Oh, we had some goals, didn't we? We had some goals. We didn't hit all of them. No, we didn't. But we have picked up in listenership, so we are grateful for that. Yeah, we love you guys. You're the reason we do this. Thank you so much for continuing to interact with us. We love to see the downloads pouring in. We love to see them. You know what? Next year, we are going to have some great new things for you. We got all kinds of different content coming for you next year. We're going to have a new setup. We're going to get to the other end of this damn basement. We are. So come hell or high water and it will probably be hell. (laughs) But we're gonna get over there, I swear to God. Okay, you ready to get daddied? (laughs) (laughs) All year long, all year long you've been giving me shit about this. (laughs) What, the pun right before we start? And then you go out on that? I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. daddy Daddied. I'm sorry, that's really gross. I apologize. We'll talk more about it. Uh Uh-huh.
1: It's about the music audiences around the world have cherished for a generation.
2: The sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow there'll be sun.
1: It's about the characters who make you believe anything is possible. (laughs) It's about a little girl with hope in her smile and the uncanny ability to melt the heart of even the most scrupulous billionaire. Who are you? I'm Annie. So
3: janitor, so janitor,
4: so long a while, remember
3: you're never fully
1: dressed without a smile. This holiday season, Walt Disney Television presents the first original TV production of the acclaimed Broadway musical, Annie. Acclaimed actor Victor Garber is Daddy Warbucks. Three-time Tony Award-winning actress Audra McDonald is Grace Farrell. Tony winner Kristen Chenoweth is Lily St. Regis. And newcomer Alicia Morton stars as the unforgettable Annie. I love you very much, Annie. And I love
2: you, Daddy Warbucks.
1: This holiday, Walt Disney Television invites you to believe in the power of love. In the magic of the music, and in the dream that lies in the spirit of a little girl named Annie.
0: so the story of Annie, Little Orphan Annie, has its roots in our hometown of Greenfield, Indiana. Yes, it does. James Wickham Riley was a terrible alcoholic poet who was known as the Hoosier poet in 19th century. Um, Actually, the late 19th century. But James Wickham Riley, he grew up in Greenfield, and one of his most famous poems is Little Orphan Annie. What the, th- orphan With a T? Why is there a T at the end? You know why? It's a Hoosierism. I guess. We don't think we have accents, but we do. We've definitely do in case you've never realized listening to the show before folks we're from indiana (laughs) and (laughs) like listen a lot of stuff has been going around about james wickham riley for his entire existence he had a bad life but he was a great poet isn't that usually how it goes for famous poets Uh... (laughs) but i mean like hey that's where it comes from and he wrote this poem about this indentured servant who was a family member of his like a distant cousin uh, her parents died so she came to live with the Rileys and she literally slept on a cot at the top of the stairwell. Oh. And he re- but she was a little bit older than all the Riley kids so they kind of took to her, you know. Mm-hmm. She was kind of like their mother. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, but you know, but her name was Allie, but the publisher, the printer misprinted it so it came out as Little Orphan Annie when it was supposed to be Little Orphan Allie. Oh. So her name was never even meant to be Annie. Wow. Anyway, Harold Gray in the 1930s adapts uh, this uh, comic strip in New York magazines called Little Orphan Annie about a little redheaded child who is an orphan in New York City who gets into all kinds of shenanigans. It was a serial comic. And then in the late 70s, the wonderful team of Martin Charnin, Charles Strauss, and Thomas Meehan got together and put together the famous Broadway stage show we know as Annie. Have we talked about Thomas Meehan before? Yes, he wrote the book for the stage adaptation of Hairspray. Oh, okay. So he has been a name on here before. There's a lot of connections when it comes to this production. This is a, uh, the production we're talking about today is, of course, the night. Is of course the 1999 production for the Wonderful World of Disney, much like we did with Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella. Yes, and we have the same director back with us from Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella, Rob Marshall. 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 Like the, the the best thing to do with any of his projects. Like, it, it, I mean, it's him. He makes them what they are. That's why they're so much fun. He uses legitimate stage talent. The choreography is always on point. He would later go on to direct Into the Woods in 2014. He's the director of Chicago, man. 2003. Yeah. Which we must cover. I can't believe you've never seen it. I know. And I've never seen it all the way through. I know. It's candor and ed, baby. One thing we're going to be drawing a lot of parallels to today is the 1982 film adaptation of Annie starring Aileen Quinn and Carol Burnett and Tim Scurry and Bernadette Peters and Albert Finney and Anne Rankin. Yeah, the arrangement of the songs in that film and everything else it's it's just it's wildly different than the stage show It I, really is. I like I like this production this 99 production as I like it better as a tribute to the original stage production. No, it's way more faithful to the stage production. And it is also like it's just it's just the better show, guys. Like, listen, yeah, the, the singing is better, the arrangements are original, and that just makes it that much better. Uh, they didn't try to play around with it like they did in the eighty-two version. I understand those of you who are eighty-two version stands. I do. No, the Carol, the Tim, the ah, uh, the Bernadette. Oh, the Bernadette. It's, it's also good. That takes us into we've got names, everybody. Guys, joining us for the first time on kicking and streaming, and most likely the only time in her in her introductory role to the screen. Please welcome Miss Alicia Morton as Little Orphan Annie herself. She's very dear. Yeah, I know. Like, the, here's the thing: it's the earnestness. Yeah, she gi- she does. She gives very endearing performance in this. I, I almost think her acting is better than her singing. A little bit. You know what I mean? Like, I she know. she's got the spirit of Annie down, but like, I don't know. Playing Mr. Warbucks today, we have Victor Garber. Oliver Warbucks? Yes! The richest man in the world? Uh, We we love Victor Garber. Like she said, with us in Rodgers and Hammerstein, he was in the original production of Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. He's the original Anthony! Yeah, he is. Isn't that great? God bless him. Playing Miss Hannigan today, we have Kathy Bates. Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming! This is her... Second kicking and streaming appearance? Like third, third right? Oh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Titanic, and we did Misery. And Valentine's Day. So fourth. Welcome back. Kathy, you made it to four. Oh, girl, we love you. Oh, we love Kathy Bates on this podcast. And again, she is unhinged. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we'll get into it. Oh, my God. I know no one can replace Carol, and Carol did a great job, but, you know. Here's the thing I feel like Carol leaned into the drunk thing a little bit too much. And I mean, like, we don't see her really, we see her drink once throughout the entire film i know i understand it's geared more towards kids you know what i mean being wonderful world of disney so they're like okay we're gonna take out you know the giddy for child murder and the giddy for alcoholism like yeah i I really wanted a gin bath but kathy's not taking a gin bath (laughs) you know what i mean playing grace Farrell today we have the legendary the six-time tony award winner Audra McDonald! Audra McDonald could hit me with her truck and then do it again and I'd say thank you. Oh my god! I love Audra. Listen, the most decredited stage actress of our time. I mean, really? Six... Tony Awards. That's more than any other single actress. Ragtime, Carousel, Porgy and Bess. She is the first black woman to ever portray Grace Farrell for the screen or stage. Listen, that's the thing about Rob Marshall. Remember what we talked about Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella being a more diverse cast? Mm-hmm. He's bringing it back with us again. Playing Rooster Hannigan, we have Alan Cumming. Again, another stage impresario. Listen, Alan Cumming. He's the master of ceremonies from the revival of Cabaret. Yes. I'm loving that. He's also, he's in Burlesque.
1: Yes, he is. He's like the doorman
0: in Burlesque. I love that. He's in lots of movies. He's in X2, Son of the Mask, the Spy Kids trilogy. He's He's Floop. Yes, he is. I forgot about that. (laughs) He's Floop. I love it. He's also in that Schmigadoon nonsense. He's famous for his performances for Hamlet. Endgame, a one-man Macbeth. Oh, my God. Get out of here. Please welcome, in her first kicking and streaming appearance, playing Miss Lily St. Regis, Kristen Jenoweth oh god guys Kristen Chenoweth could have been her second appearance but Carrie Ann didn't want to do Deck the Halls no I didn't but she's Danny DeVito's wife I mean come on she is also famous for being in the West Wing she's famous on Broadway as Glinda in Wicked she's the OG Glinda she originated that role she's also Sally in You're a Good Man Charlie Brown also a country music award winner I know like she is she is big in the country music community it's like Laura Bell Bundy, it's like Broadway country people. Yeah, you know, like they're really big in country, and then they make it to Broadway. Kristen is also on Schmigadoon. She sure is. Oh my god! She also has that awkward stint as the drunken person on Glee. Yeah, April Rhodes. That's her name. April Absolutely. Rhodes. <laughs> Do you have a little Nyquil? Could use a pick me up, <laughs> Kristen guys honorable mentions here ernie sabella who voices pumbaa in the original lion king he's playing mr bundles with us this week i love it we also have we have the og annie yeah andrea mcardle from the 1977 broadway production of annie she's playing the star to be this week oh and don't forget little sarah highland as Molly. She's in Modern Family, right? Yeah, she's the teenager on Modern Family. And don't forget LaLanne. Oh, yeah. From Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire. The, she, she she plays Kate, the one that looks like Harry Potter and Moaning Myrtle's love child. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> love you. Also to mention Aaron Adams, Nania Miata, Marissa Rago, and Danielle Wilson as Tessie, July, Pepper, and Duffy. I love it. All right. Ready to get daddied? I am ready to get daddied. (laughs) That overture, though. Listen, this is every time you pop in that VCR and then the big yellow screen comes up. Annie. so charming it's a great way of putting us in our setting without having to explain everything yeah like all these old faded images like that you might see from like a new york postcard or something they're really great i love it we are in the winter of 1933 we open on this like snowy winter night we are at the girls annex in new york city so like An orphanage. New York City Municipal Orphanage. And it's the Great Depression, and it's miserable, and it's winter, and oh my god, you're an orphan. No, yeah, remember what Hale said? Imagine being an orphan in New York City during the Depression. And Annie is kind of mother to all in this little sect of the orphanage. Yeah. So in in here we of course have Annie, Tessie, Molly, Kate, July, Pepper, and Duffy. Yeah, that's just, like, one wing of the girl's home. Uh-huh. You know, they're all around the age range of, like, I don't know, 6 to 13. Yeah, Pepper's the oldest and she's 14. Yeah, which I mean, like, Pepper, I'm sorry, little Miss Lesbo in the making. I know! Look at her! I do love Pepper in all iterations <laughs> of Annie. Leave Molly alone. You want to
3: make something out of it, July? Uh-oh! Peter!
0: They are under the harsh thumb and watchful eye of Miss Agatha Hannigan. Oh my god. Warden of the girls' annex of the New York City Municipal Orphanage. This woman is abusing them. She really is! She's starving them. She does not feed them regularly. She forces them to do slave labor, like cleaning the entire ward. And also, she's running a sweatshop of, like, sewing machines. Yeah, it's really, really bad, guys. And just, like, uh, because remember, Annie... Annie believes herself to be a special case in this girl's orphanage. She does not believe she is an orphan. No, because her family, her parents left her with half of a locket and a letter saying that they'd come back for her one day. So she has tangible evidence of hope. And if, she's go- if she wants to ride on that, she absolutely can. It does annoy everyone else there, though. I know. Like, I love it when Molly asks her to read the letter to her one more time. Yeah. A- and I'm like, they've done this before. She was born, was on,
3: born October on October the 28th.
1: We, we will, will be, be back to get her soon.
3: We, we have that half of the silver, silver locket around her neck, neck and kept the other half. half. So that when we come back for her, you will know that she's our baby.
0: <laughs> we open like we always do with maybe. Like I said, Alicia Morton, great as Annie great with the character, but the singing is very loud and very straight. It's not bad, it's just different. No, yeah, that is one of the criticisms I've heard of her performance, is that she's just kind of yell singing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you know when she's on screen. You're gonna know. Don't worry if you have your back turned. (laughs) You're gonna know. maybe there's something out there for me she's fantasizing about what her real parents may be like and then like she puts them all to bed and then scream sings over everything oh no yeah like that's... you can't <laughs> just put me to bed Annie and then sing at the top of your lungs no yeah she's walking between the beds it's very sweet she's like Pushing everybody's hands up onto the mattress. She's covering everybody with blankets. And like I know this is not what happens, but I just want one of them to go, Annie, we're trying to sleep. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I just wanted them to lay one of them to lean up and go, Can you stop? <laughs> like, you are screaming right now. So many- Your baby, baby. Amy decides she's out. She's done. Oh, I know. She grabs a little sack, puts some things in it, grabs a flashlight, she's going out the front door. She's like in great escape style, making another in a series of escape attempts. She creeps all the way down the stairs to that front door. She almost gets it open. Oh, no, I hate this for her. She gets that door like half an inch open. And then Hannigan slams it shut. Boo.
2: Trying to make a break. Again?
0: What the heck are you doing?
2: Aren't you going to beat the tar out of me? Have I ever hit any of you? No, but you've threatened. That's worse.
0: I know. The flashlight right in Kathy's eyes. Oh, my God. Not those Annie Wilkes eyes. (laughs) Oh, I know. I can't. Welcome, everybody, to Miss Hannigan. She is a famous bully and child abuser. Welcome, everybody. The way she makes them tell her they love her. I know, right? What's going on there? That's fucked up. What is going on there, Hannigan? You openly abuse them. And then force them to say they love you or else you beat them? It's horrible.
2: I can't hear you. I love you, Miss Hannigan.
0: Rotten orphan. I'm not an orphan. My parents left me
2: with a note saying they'd come back me. <laughs> that was 1922.
0: This is 1933. You're an orphan. I, listen, I find Kathy Bates' portrayal just a lot more fun. She's a lot. This Hannigan's a lot more no nonsense. Yeah. because She's not leaning into the drunk thing. Yeah. And the thing is, she's got she's got her wits about her. So it makes her a far more cunning character, in my opinion. Yeah. This time we just have pure unbridled um, lunacy. Yeah. And I, I, I love that. That was a great decision. I wonder what that conversation was like going, OK, Hannigan. Kathy Bates? And everybody was like, ooh, interesting. <laughs> and you know what? It works. And she's not a poor singer. No, she's not. Like, it's okay. Like, she's no recording artist, but, like, you know, she does a pretty good job. <laughs> Rise and shine! Rise and shine! As a punishment for trying to escape again, she wakes up all of the girls in Annie's wing and forces them to start cleaning the dormitory. The fucking Whistle! <laughs>
3: Rise and shine! But it's in the middle of the night! Don't you think I know that? Eddie here tried to run away. Again. So as a little welcome home party, you're all gonna clean this dump till it shines like the
0: top of the Chrysler building. Now! (laughs) Now! That now scares me. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) And this takes us into what, Ross?
3: A hard knock life for us it's a hard knock life for us Steady treated we get tricked steady kisses we get kicked. it's a
0: hard knock life. i think this is very well staged this is a banger you know what i mean and, and you know what listen they all kind of do do the same thing very straight very forward but like th- it's still good like they have remastered this score for shit and I love the I I, I love how orchestra, or, or orchestral it is. I know, you know what I mean. And they've done a great job of incorporating the mops and the brooms and the buckets and the rags. And the ki- the kids are really great too. The kids all do a great job. Oh, I just I love this song. The absolute pure hatred of life that's coming through in this song from a gaggle of little girls. They deserve it. I know. They they, they have no one to care for them. They're dirty they're unfed, it's a hard knock life. Does it feel like the wind is always howling? Doesn't, Doesn't it seem, seem like, like there's, there's never, never any light? light? And I'm like, girls, I feel you, I do. The lyrics in this song are great. Santa Claus we never
2: see. Santa Claus, what's that?
0: First of all, great job managing to get a slant rhyme out of orphanage. Yeah, good job. Good job, Charles. Good job, Martin. You did a good job. S- second of all, the way it makes you pissed off for them in particular, like these poor little girls, these poor little girls. This almost seems like it could have been recorded live. I know. And I don't even, I don't know if it was or not. Just seems very natural and honest, right? Yeah, like I, I-, I love the way that I could be literally sitting behind the camera watching them do this. Wow, Hannigan got dressed fast. Oh, I know. She's back in her fit, which looks a little 90s. Yeah, a little. (laughs) You know what I mean? It it doesn't look very uh, 1933, but oh well. So this is where we get Mr. Bundles, the laundry man. Oh yeah, we've all stripped the beds for Mr. Bundles, who brings them clean sheets once a month. And again, Mr. Bundles is hella in to Miss Hannigan, but the thing is, in every other version, it's Hannigan that's super into bundles. I mean, I'm fine with Mr. Pumbaa being here for Mrs. Hannigan, but like I... you're good with Pumbaa being into Annie Wilkes.
1: Uh... Oh, Miss Aggie, I live for laundry day here at your fine establishment. Bundles, you're full of applesauce. Oh, Miss Aggie, won't you even let me take you out for an ice cream soda? No. Oh, come...
0: Because I'm saving myself for Oliver Warbucks. Now get the lousy laundry. Get the heck out of here. Oh, very well. While this is all going on, Annie is going to dip again. She said, fuck you. I'm getting out of here. She stows away in the laundry bin that Mr. Bundles then pushes out of the ward. Oh, I love it. It's brilliant. And, like, it's not until Roll Call that Hannigan realizes that Annie is even missing. (laughs) Mr. Bundles rolled her out with the dirty laundry. What? She, she's running into the street. She's like, please, stop. Come the fuck back. <laughs> then we realize she's afraid of dogs. I love it! Fucking kid, she's out. They're
3: free. Running free in NYC. Bet she finds her folks like that. Mom and dad right off the bat. No more hard, not...
0: She takes it out into New York City in the dead of winter, no coat, she's just walking through the street, walking up to strangers, asking them if they've seen anyone who looks like her. She's just out! 11 years old, in the cold, in the depression, in New York. It's so sad. (laughs) But you know what I wrote? Mm Mmm, hot corn. Oh, no, yeah. (laughs) She steals this ear of corn from a street vendor. And remember, folks, this holiday season, if you saw someone stealing food, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Sorry. Like, listen, people need to eat. And, like, Annie's trying to find a nice, quiet place to eat her stolen corn. (laughs) And she encounters Sandy, crawls out from under the boxes. What is Sandy? Sandy is, like, a golden, long-haired mutt. Or something. Yeah, I don't even know. The way I am giddy for Sandy's screen time. I know! And this is gonna take us into tomorrow. Oh, my God, this adorable dog puts its head in her lap. And we finally get it!
2: The sun will come out tomorrow bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow there'll be sun just thinking about tomorrow clears away the cobwebs and the sorrow till there's none
0: Tomorrow is the staple of Annie. There's a lot of staples of Annie. But, like, this is, like, you think about Annie, this is the song you're thinking about, probably. Of course. And, like, I believe her performances are sincere. It's just, like, you know, it's just different. And <laughs> that whole sequence in the middle where the cop is like, is this your fucking dog? Where's oh, his yeah. nation license? The famous sequence where Annie has to call Sandy to prove that he's her dog. Sandy! that's how Sandy and Annie become friends, right? What a luck. I know. You know right? what I mean? And then, like, here we go. We're reprising. We're running down the street. And here's my thing. If I was Hannigan, I'd just be like, has anyone seen or heard an orphan singing at the top of her lungs? I need to get her back, please. <laughs> and, like, even the end of it, the belting, the away. you're all- I just love the energy. I mean, hey, if this orphan child in the middle of 1933 depression can be hopeful, like, we can't we all? We have this whole sequence at night where she is trying to hide from the dog catchers, from the cops. I can't tell if he's a cop or a dog catcher. I think he's a cop. Assisting the dog catchers. Anyway... And she's hiding from him in this little, you know, Hooverville that's been established underneath some, you know, train rise. Yeah. And and like, I love this whole chase sequence because he sees her again with the dog. He's like, you, where's the leash and license? How is it always the same cop? (laughs) He has nothing better to do than be evil. Has nothing better to do than hassle a little girl about her dog. (laughs) He, He literally threw a bunch of homeless people out of this alley. He was like, get out of here. Be good citizens. And I'm like, they are homeless, sir. I know. Are you not aware of the world that's going on around you? And the answer's no, he's not. And here's the thing. Of course this flatfoot catches her. Exactly. He delivers her right back into Miss Hannigan's abusive arms. And of course, Miss Hannigan is so thankful. And she's so relieved that her little Annie is not hurt. Barf. And so Miss Hannigan deposits Annie back in her office. After she locks her in her office and she's walking down the hall, all the girls are like, Miss Hannigan, we saw a mouse! A mouse! And like, they're distracting her, pointing everywhere, and they stomp on her foot.
3: Miss Hannigan! Miss Hannigan! We saw a mouse! A mouse! Do I look like the exterminator? There it is! Up there! No! It's there! I tell you, it's
0: there! Ah! Listen, these kids are shits, but it's no excuse to abuse them. I know! She slams her door shut. and Oh, here we go. This is where we get one of my favorite songs. (laughs) Oh, Kathy, let us hear it. Little
3: girls, little girls, everywhere I turn, I can see them. Little girls, little girls, night and day, I eat, sleep, and breathe them.
0: This is amazing. Like, she she gives such a great performance. She is becoming slowly more and more unhinged as the song goes along. Again, as much as I love Carol, I think Carol just kind of slurs her way through it her photo play magazines taped around her mirror I know don't you love those she does a lot of bits from the show that are famous like twisting the doll's head off uh-huh. and all of the imagery of her literally wanting to crawl into bed and not be responsible for these children she'd rather be doing anything else <laughs> How I hate little shoes, <laughs> little socks, and each little bloomer. She just wants a man to nibble on her ear. I know! She does, you're right. She is becoming giddy for child murder. <laughs> send the flood, send the flu. Anything, Anything that you, you can, can do, to do to little girls. I love it at the end when she finds the lollipop sticking out of the chaise. <laughs> Someday I'll land in the nut house with
3: all the nuts and the squirrels.
0: You know what? That last note, you got it, Kathy. I know. It wasn't God tier, but you got it. So just as Hannigan is forcing Annie to clean the entire orphanage with just a toothbrush, knock, 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 an angel is here. Literally her fairy godmother. Like, like she would have to be. Audra McDonald. Grace Farrell herself, personal secretary to Oliver Warbucks. Oh, she looked good in that blue getup. Oh, I love her. She looks so fine.
1: The Board of Orphans sent me here to extend Mr. Warbucks' personal invitation to an orphan to spend the holidays in his home. I'm an orphan. I can be ready in five minutes. An orphan child.
0: Oliver Warbucks is a staunch Republican. Surprise, surprise. Oh no, le- let's be clear about this right up front. This is a PR stunt. Oh no, yeah, this, this, is, literally, this is literally the equivalent of a, you know, ad spot. In 1933. I know. Like, literally, he is going to parade this child around town and be like, listen, I have bags of money, but here I'm letting an orphan spend Christmas with me this holiday season. Yeah, he's going to open his home, his lavish home, to an orphan for the holidays. And since Annie is in the room... She's like, what about her? (laughs) To which Hannigan's like, no, you can have anyone but her, okay? She needs to be suffering right now. No, I love it when Grace was like, I need an orphan, and... (laughs) I'm an orphan. I can be ready in five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Aggie! (laughs) Hannigan almost doesn't let her take her.
1: Look, you can have any orphan in the joint, only you can't have any. If this has something to do with the laundry or the police, perhaps the board of orphans should know.
0: She's all yours. Merry Christmas. Good. I love it because Grace is like, get the kid's coat. And Hannigan's like, coat? Coat? Why Why would would a kid need a coat? coat?" Hannigan, Hannigan, what? Like, it is winter. And so I love how Grace is like, we'll buy you a new one at Bergdorf's. And I'm like, Bergdorf's? Ain't we fancy? Yes. Yes, we are fancy. This is the richest man in the world. She's going to Bergdorf's. But this takes us into the intricate, I think I'm gonna like it here. We pull up to Warbucks' mansion, and Annie is absolutely gobsmacked. The manse. Oh my god. With the big W's on the gate. hmm Warbucks, baby. The amazing white marble interior with gold and silver trim the columns the grand staircase this is an amazing set almost think parts of it are from Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella I know some of them do (laughs) look mad like it don't they? You know what I mean? What would you like to do first? The floors
2: I'll scrub them and then I'll do the windows Annie, Annie you're Mr. Warbucks' guest You're here to have
0: fun. Really? Really. The way Annie is like, okay, I'm going to get to work now. Oh no, Annie wants to do housework and I'm like, sweetheart. When the butler offers to take her coat and she's like, Will I get it back? And the way Grace's face screws up, she's like, of course you will, sweetie. Like, what are you talking about? Like, she doesn't realize how traumatized this child is. I know. Grace is like, sweet child, you are here to have a swell time. Cecile will pick out all your clothes. You mean I get to wear new things?
2: Your bath is drawn by Mrs. Greer. Really? A bath? All for me? Annette comes in to make your bed. I get my own bed, too? I think I'm gonna
0: like it here. We've got a big bed, we've got toys, we've got a swimming pool indoors in the 30s! When I was watching it this time, I was like happy for Annie and everything, but I was thinking to myself, It's also terrible to think that there are people freezing to death in the snow outside. Yes, but the music. We're rich now. I know, but like, (laughs) oh. And again, I love the way, the the staff is underrated. I know. So is Rob Marshall. Rob Marshall, this, while watching this, I literally wrote down, Rob Marshall is so underrated. I know. He does such a good job with everything he does, and we're making it for made for TV. I don't remember who pointed this out when we were watching it, but somebody said, wow, the butlers on this staff are a smoke show. So the stewards are millennium hot, (laughs) and the maids are like 30s hot? Yeah. I think that's hilarious. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so funny. We hope you...
1: Who
0: are you? I'm Annie. Of course, at the end of the number is where Warbucks finally appears in all his bald glory. Victor Garber is no Albert Finney, but like... I know. Like, listen, <laughs> just the way... I feel like Albert Finney is more of a grandpa yeah. than a dad. I'm glad that, uh, you know, Victor Garber is here and just a little bit younger. And Warbucks is famously standoffish in this scene. He could not be more bothered with the fact that there is an orphan in his foyer. Children are so foreign to him that he has no idea how to act. No, yeah, I, was, I, I literally have written, do you think he's ever met another child before? Like, like you said, this was supposed to be a publicity stunt for him. And it's like advertising a product. And instead, it's real
1: life issues.
0: I know. That are, he's being confronted with right now.
1: What are we supposed to do with her?
0: Well, it is Annie's first night here, so...
1: Then come to my club for dinner and cigars.
2: Sir, your club is for men only. And I don't smoke.
1: I see. And how about a brandy?
2: How about a Broadway show? Gee, I've never been to one of those before.
1: Then you'll attend a Broadway show with Grace. When
0: Annie's like, listen, I just kind of want to watch you work. No, yeah, he cannot shake her. Yeah, and he's, she literally is just, like, sitting in the chair in front of his desk watching him move papers around and he's like, okay that's enough. You can go now. And Grace is like, listen, she's here to have a good time (laughs) and you are doing very poorly with the public right now because you have billions of dollars and there's a depression going on. So if you could take this orphan to a Broadway show that would be really nice. This takes us into NYC.
1: NYC I go Without you, and I can't get enough.
0: First of all, love this number. Second of all, this this whole number is transformative for Warbucks's character. I know, like, the, like he the way Annie's like, I've n- really never been around. New York City. She's lived here her whole life and she's never seen the place. And the thing is, in those days, you don't really think about it now. We kind of take New York City for granted. It is what it is. It's a dangerous, big, beautiful, ugly place. I know. It's one of the biggest cities in the world. But in 1933, it really was... Monumental to behold. Yeah. It was the biggest city in the world. People would choose NYC over Paris or London in any day in the nineteen twenties. You know what I mean? Right? It was the place to be. Thanks, F Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a five-six seven eight eight. We're sightseeing. NYC The shadows that sundown,
4: the roofs that scrape. The the goes by.
0: Listen, Victor and Audra compliment each other so well. They do. Like, they do such a great job. And then we go to a Broadway show! They're going to the Imperial Theater to see Broadway Lullaby. I do love the ensemble being dressed like Gene Kelly from Singing in the Rain. No, That's very cute. That is very cute, but also when they all come out to dance i'm like hello mr warbucks's staff <laughs> who are not who are moonlighting as members of the ensemble of broadway lullaby at the imperial theater i love that <laughs> like that's who they they're the, the mates and the stewards from his house Oreo is on week oh no Ross tell me who we have starring in Broadway Melody or whatever the fuck this show is called here we have the lovely the scintillating Miss Andrea McArdle the original Broadway Annie she's all grown up now
3: and I see.
0: She's stunning. Like, she's so pretty, and she's doing such a good job. Like, listen, I understand why everybody was up Martin Charnin and Charles Strauss's asses for so many decades. This music is just fabulous. It is. Like they do. Like I. I oh, I can only imagine how it is on stage. Oh, gee, Annie, get it. A far better tribute to the stage show, in my opinion. Absolutely! I love how on the way back from the show, we find Sandy. Yeah! The dog just comes back into the plot for no reason! She's like, that's my dog! Can we take it home, please? <coughs> Who's this? An old pal! Can we keep him? Well, sir, you have always wanted a dog! Oh, well, the heck! <laughs> Driver! <laughs> <laughs> The next day. (laughs) This happens so fast. Because, like, after one night's entertainment, he's so in love with this child that Grace goes to the orphanage to tell Miss Hannigan that Mr. Warbucks will be adopting Annie as his very own. Oh, and Miss Hannigan does not take it well. Just let me make sure I heard you right, Miss Personal Secretary, to the Oliver Warbucks. My Annie
1: is going to be adopted by your millionaire... Actually, he's a billionaire, and yes, he's going to tell her tonight. Sure, would you excuse me for
0: one moment, please? When she leaves the room to scream. Yeah, leaving the room to scream is great. (laughs) So she's on her way back out. And then we have and we get our first shot of Rooster and Lily. Alan Cumming and Kristen Chenoweth. What absolute bicon. I love them so much. Lily's dress. I know. Explain to me who Rooster and Lily are. Rooster. Daniel Francis Hannigan. Yes. Rooster is uh, Miss Hannigan's brother. He is a criminal. (laughs) He has not been off Rikers Island for very long. And he's got his goyle, his new gal. His gal Friday. Lily St. Regis. She's named after the hotel. I'm assuming before this, Lily has survived on bar tabs and games of poker (laughs) and sex work, quite honestly. Honestly, and like, I just, I just... And she met Rooster, and, you know, they have had a torrid adventure together. Did they let you out of prison this time, or did you escape? I
1: cut a deal with a warden. Rooster. You're the only con I know could con a cop. Thanks. Hey, meet my new gal. Lily, Lily- St. Regis. St. Regis.
3: Miss Lily St. Regis. I'm named after the hotel.
1: Oh, which floor?
3: And like, guess what
0: guys? They're here for money? Yeah. They are old Irish criminals. (laughs) Like, that's the thing. The Irish not looked well upon from, like, the mid-19th century into the mid-20th century. Absolutely not. Like, for a hundred years, the Irish were as bad as anyone else coming into this country. Like, and obviously, the Hannigan ancestors have not had it great. And therefore, you are the product of your environment. And that's why the Hannigans are so fucked up. Mother dear, oh, we We know your... down there listening,
3: how can we follow your sweet advice? To Easy Street, Easy Street.
0: and this takes us into my favorite song. Easy street. They decide to ruin a child's happiness and get rich. No, yeah, that's literally what I have written, is that this song is entirely about being greedy and being jealous of children. And Rob, thank you for using the original arrangement. I know, right? Listen, I understand why people like the original, but, like, they they messed it up, in my opinion. It's such a great song. And they, like cut it up. It's very piecemeal in the original arrangement. It is. And I, I I love that they are just being consistent here. They are talking about how much they hate being poor, how much they hate being criminals because <laughs> like Hannigan's a criminal too whether the government's aware of it or not you know what I mean? Yeah Hannigan's telling them that Warbucks is going to adopt Annie and like I said we're jealous of the child for really jaded reasons. It ain't fair how we scrounge for three or four bucks she gets warbucks the
3: little brat Ah, it ain't fair this here life is driving me nuts while we get peanuts, she's living fat.
0: What a sorry bunch of adults. Yeah, I know. They are literally going to take everything this child could potentially have good in her life and turn it into their fortune. Like, they're just going to waste it. It's so ugly. You know what I mean? They'll just use it to commit more crimes. Oh my god, and then when Rooster gets in Hannigan's ear. Maybe she holds the key, this little lady. To
3: get more bucks. Instead of less. (laughs) Maybe we fix the game with something shady.
0: It's so creepy. I know. I, I hate it. But then we just have three queens slaying down the street. You know what I mean? Oh no, yeah, that's another thing that the 82 version doesn't have is the street dance. Mm-hmm. This was such a move. Yeah, I know, I know. They do such a good job. They look like they're having so much fun. I know, like you could there's a point where you can, like when they, right after they come out of the orphanage, you can hear Kristen off the track going, uh, uh. Yeah. It's so cute. <laughs> We have Annie Wilkes, the master of ceremonies, and Glinda. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Let's just have a manic day out. <laughs> That's what they're doing—having a manic day out. They're feeling themselves so hard. It's history, history. We're cooking up a plan to defraud a Republican billionaire for money. Not inherently a bad plan. Just maybe not at the expense of a child. Warbucks basically proposes to Annie. Oh, this is so weird. And will, ba- will you be my little girl? And, like, Annie's like, silly goose, I've got parents. <laughs> oh, no. Because he takes out a brand new locket for her to wear. He got it for her as a present, as a little engagement present. Uh, stop calling it an engagement I'm present. I'm sorry, they're the ones that make it weird, not me. I know. Uh, but he's like, will you be my little girl? Here's this new locket. And she's like, gee,
2: thank you, sir.
1: I noticed that old broken one you always wear, and I thought, off with the old, on with the new.
2: No! I don't want a new one! My mom and dad left me with this one, and a note saying they'd come back for me someday. Mr. Warbucks, you've been real nice to me. But all I want is my parents.
0: And Warbucks is like, oh! My heart, my newly grown heart is now ripped in half. Um, We will help you find your parents. Yeah, in that moment, Warbucks pledges all of his resources to help Annie find her parents. And I, I love how Grace is like, listen, he's going to do it. We're going to find them. And Oliver's like... <laughs> uh maybe is that the official end of act one kind of yeah again with the screaming when we come back for act two i love this whole radio show sequence this is you're never fully dressed without a smile
3: Who cares what On Main Street roll? is what you wear
0: This is where all the orphans are gathered around Miss Hannigan's radio, right? Yeah, they're just dicking around in her office. <laughs> they're just like when the coast is clear and you can see them poking their heads out. Yeah, I have orphans being adorable. On the radio, we are listening to the Bert Healy program. They learn through this radio broadcast that number one, not only is Annie on the Burt Healy show.
3: So, Annie, as we come to the end of another program, we'd like to thank you. Thank you, Mr. Healy. It's Annie on the radio. Who cares? And remember all of you out there, Oliver Warbucks is offering $50,000 to the couple who
0: can prove they are Annie's parents. $50,000? That's like over half a million dollars. In today's money? Yeah. (laughs) It's absurd. (laughs) Wow. And I love how Pepper doesn't think this is a big deal. She's like, whatever, could have been me. And I'm like, Pepper, honey. <laughs> I understand. It's not called Pepper, Pepper. It's called Annie. Be happy for her. And this is where they start dancing around, imitating the show.
3: Aw, oh, the lovely Boylan Sisters. <laughs> so, Janitor, so, Janitor, so long for a while,
0: This is a cute number, but I have mostly filler. Listen, but they but they do such a good job. And oh a, no, yeah. And I've... again, it's almost like it's live, right? Like again, like they look like they had so much fun doing it. And you know, of course, who doesn't love a child kick line? <laughs> 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 when Hannigan bursts in is like, I hear happy. I hate that. Yeah, you know. And, like, the orphans tell her about the $50,000 reward.
3: Miss Hannigan, Annie was on the radio. They're sending out a search call for Annie's parents. And there's a $50,000 reward.
1: Well, how do you like them apples?
3: Isn't it great? Great.
0: Get to bed before I paddle you. <laughs> okay. I can't stand this. (laughs) So into the room comes walking these two sorry-looking people who are quite obviously Rooster and Lily dressed in disguise. I can't believe Hannigan felt for this. They are pretending to be Annie's real parents. They're doing a dress rehearsal. And they're like, About 11 years ago, we left our little baby here.
3: She was a little boy. I mean, girl. It's just so hard to tell when they don't have no hair. Right, honey? You mean, your Annie's parents? Yes. I don't believe it. I told you she wouldn't believe us. Wait a
0: minute, Rooster! Ross, there's no level of disguise you could don that would fool me. Exactly. I don't understand how this even remotely works on her. this ha- They have been siblings their whole lives. Like, it is quite obviously them. I understand it's for the narrative, but whatever. Rooster has every step of this thought out. He has decided they're going to try and defraud Warbucks for $50,000. He's got a guy that can make fake birth certificates. He's got a sister that knows everything to know about the kid. See, maybe this was just cleaner to do it this way, but in the original film, Hannigan has all this shit. I know. Hannigan has her birth certificate, has evidence of what actually happened to her parents and has been keeping it from her. Maybe it's just cleaner to do it the way they did it in this version. Maybe. Like, to make everything and pr- fake everything, but... And here's Here's the other change from the 82 version. Hannigan pushes Lily out of the operation. Oh yeah, so it's just gonna be them? I also know Miss St. Regis here ain't got the brains for the job. She makes one slip and we all end up behind bars for life.
1: Yeah, you're right, Lily's out.
4: And I'm in, sorry sister. And now about the 50 grand,
0: here's the split. Half for me, half for you two.
1: Deal.
3: Hey, wait a gosh John minute. You wanna be cut out of the deal completely?
0: no. Then stop whining. They're going to pretend to be Mr. and Mrs. Annie, split the 50K, and kill her. I know. They are going to murder this little girl so that no one ever talks. And guess what? What? Everyone is Annie's parents. Uh, right? Every single person in New York City is Annie's parents. Every person in New York wants $50,000. They are lined up up. It's like a job interview. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, we'll be Annie's parents. Can we have $50,000? <laughs> and then, of course, you know, Grace is going through the questionnaire. She's like, listen, every liar and cheat showed up on our doorstep today. And I'm like, who well,. Duh, Grace! It's 1933! And you offered (laughs) $50,000! And the thing is, nobody knew about the locket. Yeah, not one of them mentioned the locket. Or the no, or anything. And, like, the FBI hasn't been able to trace the handwriting on her note. And they also confirmed that, like, there were 90,000 of those lockets made from 1918 to 1924. (laughs) So that's a big dead end. So they can't trace her parents through the locket. So, yeah. Like you like you just said, they're at a dead end. And so Annie just kind of like gives in and is like, well, no, actually, there's a whole number that happens here that I kind of don't really want to talk about. No, can we gloss over something was missing? I didn't even know the name of it, thank you. Something was missing. It's, this a, d- it's a nice song, sung very well by Victor Garber, but I just don't care about his pain.
1: I've made me a fortune. That fortune made ten. Been headlined and profiled again and again. But something was missing. I never quite knew
0: that something was someone but who. This is the song in every show (laughs) that no one likes because it's boring. (laughs) A song like Sentimental Man, Mr. Cellophane, or look. That woman's almost snoring I right Sarah Smallwood Parsons, I love you for creating that. Look it up. the song that no one likes. You should put it in the related media. I will the song that no one likes. The tadpole of this song is that Warbucks asks her one more time if she would consider allowing him to adopt her And since so she's like, well, since we can't probably ever find my real parents, sure, I'll be your little girl. Yeah, I could slum it here <laughs> slum
2: it. Mr Warbucks. If I can't have my real parents, I think I'd really like it if he'd be my father.
0: It's decorating time. We're gonna have a big Christmas party. The president's coming. Annie's gonna just agree to be his little girl. Oh, we are decking the halls. Oh my gosh. We wake the whole house up for this big Christmas party. Rob Marshall likes staging his parties. Oh, he sure does. You know what I mean? He he stages amazing parties in every production he does. And we call the judge. We're signing the adoption papers. Miss Grace is formally invited to the adoption. I love Annie. She takes both of their hands and puts them in one another and she's like will you be there because it's really nice when you're together and she's like I would like for you to be my new mommy Miss Grace <laughs> and I'm like I would also like that Oliver marry her I know you're a homosexual but I'm kidding it's Victor Garber not Oliver Warbucks who knows maybe what about Punjab Stop. what's all of that about that's really Yeah, it sure is. (laughs) I'm glad we did not include that in this narrative. Everyone gets dressed up. Annie comes out in her iconic little red dress with the white trim. I'm loving this take on it. I know. It's it's so simple, but so cute. This soundstage has never looked better. Right? You know what I mean? we have
3: been lizards. Just look at this joint. You know what, Annie?
1: I think I'm the luckiest man in the world.
2: And I think I'm the luckiest kid.
1: Together at last. Together forever.
0: We're tying a knot. They never can sever. This takes us into I don't need anything but you. This is sweet as fuck. No, this song makes me big happy. Like, they are so elated to have found each other and to have each other. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I love love. It is. <laughs> I love this love. It's so sweet. Because, like, you know, I love how earlier Warbucks was like, listen, I was also an orphan. I never had anybody to share anything with. And when he's like, I worked very hard and got everything I have now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I have a feeling that any more bugs that you um exploited labor yeah. along the way ew <laughs> yeah you're right you know what why don't you invite everyone from your factories to your Christmas party that's not a bad idea oh but don't have enough room for all of them do you at least in this version you know we're experiencing the love of another person here's the thing here's the thing about this number that makes me giddy yeah the table dance the table dance fills me with unmissive mitigated joy. As it should. As it should. We're two of a kind. The happiest pair now. They're so happy! We're two of a kind. The happiest pair
3: now. Like Fred and Adele. We're floating on air now.
1: And what's the title of the dream that's just come true? I don't need anything. Anything.
4: Anything I don't need.
0: Anything but you. Okay, who walks through the door? But Associate Justice of the United States Supreme Court. Louis Brandeis. Is he a real person? He is a real person. Oh my God. And I mean like, okay, damn Oliver, a bitch got clout. (laughs) like The Associate Justice of the Supreme Court to officiate your adoption? Holy shit. Chancellor of New York wouldn't have sufficed Oliver? But here's the thing. At the same time, these two weird people walk in. (laughs) I love Drake. May I present (sighs) the mudges? (laughs) And here is Rooster and Hannigan in disguise again. I, I, I don't like the way she looks. Right? She looks like a woman from my past that I do not like. (laughs) I don't know who this woman is. Maybe it's just her. I know. Maybe it's just her that I'm remembering. We're
1: Ralph and Shirley Mudge.
0: Ain't she cute, Ralph? Oh,
1: she's a regular doll. Annie Mudge?
0: Sandy, shh, be polite. And they are like, okay, we're gonna need to verify that you are who you say you are. They're like, we got a job on a farm in Canada, no babies allowed. <laughs> So we had to leave her, and I'm like, "No babies allowed." They're laying it on so thick. And they're like, oh, "We've been in Canada this whole time. That's why you haven't been able to find us. No babies allowed in Canada." And I'm like, "And the way Warbucks is like, hmm, eleven years. It's a pretty long time. Just saying, like Annie Mudge. Oh, Ugh, how unfortunate. They have the birth certificate and everything." Yeah, and I mean, like, it's all fake, but, like, they're like, "Mm mm-hmm, looks looks legit enough to me. They're, like, grabbing her and trying to get away, and they're like, and Warbucks is like, what about the money? And they're like, oh, we don't want any money. Oh, yeah, they have the nerve to pretend like they don't know he's offering (laughs) $50,000. You didn't know that Mr. Warbucks
1: was offering a $50,000 reward for the couple who can prove they're Annie's parents? Yes?
4: Well, we sure don't want no money. No, no, just, no, no,
0: no. we want our little girl. Come on, Paul. The caucasity. Right. I swear to God. And like, they're like, we, <laughs> and again, we sure don't want no money. I hate her. We just want our little girl. And they're almost out the door before a rooster's like, on the other hand, <laughs> fifty thousand dollars would go a long way to giving Annie a good home. And I'm like, okay. And like when Warbucks is like, "We're gonna give you a certified check," and I'm like, "What are they? What are they gonna fucking do with the certified <laughs> check? They don't have an account opened under Mudge anywhere." I know. I know. They can't just very well go to the bank and be like, hmm, this isn't made out to the board of orphans, you know what I mean? Like, how are they supposed to get that money? You can pick it up
1: tomorrow with Annie. Tomorrow. tomorrow? I'd like Annie to spend Christmas morning with us. If that suits you.
2: Oh yes, please.
3: We've lived without her for 11 years. I guess one more night won't hurt.
0: Come, Shirley. Wait, I just one more look at my sweet angel. <laughs> She's a dream. <laughs> They play it so awkward. I can't stand them. I know! And, like, Annie is obviously feeling awkward about everything. She was about to have a nice, rich life. And now these people... She almost is like, I don't want these people to take me away. You want to know why that is, Annie? You want to know why that is? Why? Because somewhere deep down, you know it's Miss Hannigan and Rooster, right? (laughs) Right? How could you not? I mean, like, how could you not know that's her? And here's the other thing. This kills Warbucks. I know. And, like, with the running away and the crying on her on her windowsill. Th- th- the Tomorrow reprise. Oh, yeah. They made the correct choice here. They gave the Tomorrow reprise to Audra. The sun'll come
4: out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow he will be sun Just thinking about Tomorrow Clears away the cobwebs And the sorrow
0: It's so beautiful, Carrie. Her voice just fills me with this warm, happy feeling. And, like, I feel like if anyone was gonna convince me everything is gonna be okay... It's Audra. I know! And she he, gives these these such evocative, tear-jerking performances in every show she's ever been in. And even when she's singing about something sad, you just feel like everything's gonna be okay. I know. I love her so much. It just makes... I, I, mm, I am slayed. I know, right? I am absolutely slayed.
4: Tomorrow, tomorrow.
0: Grayson and Warbucks stay up all night trying to verify the Mudge's story. Can you believe this? Can you believe this almost worked? I cannot. I absolutely cannot. There's no way. They have... I love how they have the President of the United States and an Associate Justice of the Supreme Court there with them, and this is about to happen. I know, right? (laughs) Meanwhile, Hannigan has left the orphans in the care of Lily St. Regis. Oh my god. I ain't <laughs> Lily who has no skills with children whatsoever. She's playing cards. She's gambling with the orphans. She's getting hustled by the orphans. Darn, lost again.
3: Are <laughs> you sure you girls never played poker before? Beginner's luck, how much do you owe us? $479.39. What? Why am I gonna get that kind of loot? Hey. Why am I worrying? I'll be rolling in it when Rooster and Hannigan get back from Warbucks. That's where Annie
0: is. Oops. It's amazing to me how quickly this falls apart. <laughs> like these orphans put it together in five seconds that Hannigan is scheming against Annie, and before you know it, they're chasing her around the room. Like they, she says it. She folds like a bad house of cards. I have. She folds like a cheap tent. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, too funny. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>
3: Okay, okay! Rooster and Hannigan are pretending to be Annie's parents for the reward money.
2: And when they get back,
3: I'll be sitting large and living pretty. What makes you so sure they'll be coming back? (laughs) Because I'm Rooster's staying. He'd never let me take the rap and spend three months on Riker's Island.
0: Again? again Lily girl i need to have the backstory on that (laughs) why are you with him what the fuck happened Uh, and hannigan and rooster they show up at like 8 a.m on the dot give us our daughter and our check and they're like well she can't she open her presents pan to giant pile of presents under the gigantic christmas tree that's so cruel they're not even gonna let her open the presents yeah and, like, they have to be persuaded to almost take the dog. I know, right? Like, <laughs> poor Sandy. When they snatch the check out of their hands. Okay, goodbye. Ta ta, see you in church. They almost leave without her. Nice meeting you all. We better get. Yeah, cheerio. Ta ta, see you in church.
1: <laughs> Aren't you forgetting something? Hmm? Oh. oh. <laughs> How silly of us. We've been childless
0: for so long, it's gonna take some getting used to. Come on, Parisha. <laughs> Come on, Annie. They are speed running to the door in the manse. Oh, no. Rooster and Hannigan have Annie in hand. They are running for the door. (laughs) And then through the door bursts Lily. Unhand me. You messed with the wrong
3: game. What are you doing here, Lily? Making sure I get my piece of the cake. I want my moolah.
0: The way they're running in the opposite direction from children (laughs) into the hands of the Secret Service. This is
1: so funny. In the name of the United States government, I command you to halt. Who do you think you are, the president? Jeez, Peggy, it is. Well, if it isn't the Mudges. Or should I say Miss Agatha Hannigan and Daniel Francis Hannigan, also known as Rooster Hannigan, also known as Danny the Dip. Enter President of the United
0: States, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. He calls them out immediately. I have, well, at least the FBI is good for something. Giving all of their aliases. It's so fun. Danny the Dip. Danny the Dip. Phyllis the Filcher. I love him. Also, what kind of name is Sadie Algonquin? I don't know. It sounds like a microaggression to me. Doesn't it? Yeah. You know what Algonquin is, don't you? It's a native it's tribe. It's a Native American nation, yeah. S- there is the famous Algonquin Hotel. Yeah. So that, because you know how she's named after the hotel. (laughs) She's just named herself after various hotels. Do you love how Hannigan tries to blame this on Rooster? (laughs) It was his idea. He made me do it.
2: Annie, Annie, tell these people how good I always been to you, huh? Miss Hannigan, I would. But the one thing you always taught me was...
3: Never tell a lie. Brat! I'll let you in on a little secret. I never liked you. Never. You're nothing but a rotten gold digger. I've always been so good to you, and this is what I get? huh? You drove me to this!
0: Unhinged. Oh, no, yeah, this is where, like, Kathy brings out the full brunt (laughs) of her crazy... Annie's coming unglued again. Oh, my God. Annie Wilkes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Now I know why she hates her so much. No! Her inner Annie Wilkes is dying to murder this child. Stop! I'm headed straight for the nut house <laughs> <laughs> With all the nuts and the squirrels! <laughs> there I'll stay tucked away till the prohibition of... <laughs> L- So that's it. She's gone forever. (laughs) Like Miss Trunchbull or Dolores. Right? Never to darken the doorway again. And it's a party. (laughs) And when the president's like, hey, girls, I'm going to make sure you get adopted by very nice families. Oh, it's so nice. (laughs) Thanks, Mr. Head of State Franklin Delano Roosevelt. (laughs) I have FDR says families for everyone. Yeah, (laughs) and they all get to open all the presents under the tree. But then FDR comes in with a bummer of a bombshell.
1: The FBI were finally able to trace the handwriting on that note of yours to a David and Margaret Bennett. You
2: mean the Bennetts are my real parents? Where
3: are they? Annie. I'm
1: sorry. It seems they passed away some time ago.
2: I
0: really am an orphan I love it on the OG version We know that Yeah We know that before anyone does Yeah They died in a fire Isn't that awful It is And the, uh, Poor Annie So I really am an orphan Oh no she takes this remarkably well for a kiddo <laughs> Yeah and she's like at least I'm not a fucking mudge <laughs> <laughs> Really dodged a bullet there Oh this ending Oh, I know, because here's the thing. She doesn't have any parents anymore, but this rich billionaire still wants to adopt her. <laughs> and he's like, This is fucking great. Still want to be my little girl? <laughs> and
3: if
1: you'd still like to be Annie Bennett Warbucks. I like that more than anything. I love you very much, Annie. And I love you,
2: Daddy Warbucks. And then, oh my
0: goodness, all of a sudden, oh, I want to marry Grace now. Oh no, yeah, that is shoehorned in at the end of this. And I mean, like, it's what needs to happen, but... I know, but Ross, 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 did you see that rock? Oh, I saw the rock. Oh, oh, she's going God. straight down and she ever falls off a ship. Oh my, God. oh, my God! It's like a square inset with tiny diamonds around it. Ah! Oh. God. Look at that thing. He would have gone straight <laughs> to the bottom. My God, <laughs> is, is that, that thing, thing real? I do miss Carol in this. <laughs> and we are...
1: Together at last.
2: Together forever.
1: We're tying a knot. They never can sever. I don't need sunshine now to turn my skies to blue. I don't need anything but you.
0: Oh, she got daddied! You've wrapped me around
3: that cute little finger. You've made life a song. You've made me the singer. And what's the title of the dream that's just
1: come true? I don't need anything. Anything!
0: So good Rob Marshall Rob Marshall Rob Marshall <laughs> Oh my god guys we used to watch that a lot Oh no we wore that tape out. Oh, we used to watch that over and over again. The music's just so good. Might have sparked a little bit of our love for the theater, wouldn't you say? I would completely say. Because I can remember being that age and wanting to be there. You know, wanting to be up there doing all that stuff. Right? And oh my goodness. I, I, you know, th- it's not often that a production of Annie comes along. But y- you know, the the 2013 revival, you know who was Miss Hannigan? Who? Jane Lynch. Oh my god! I know! Sue, Sue Sylvester from Glee. And it's... Uh, Sadie Sink played Annie. She is Max from Stranger Things. Oh, my God. Yeah. Another little redhead. That's great. You know what I mean? And And then don't forget, like, the 2014 movie adaptation. Oh, come on. Oh, no. Me and Mom went to see it. We left. What? Yeah, me and Mom went to see it together, and we left. Oh, no. Listen, that little girl, Quvenzone Wallace, she does a great job, but... You know, Cameron Diaz. Oh, no. Cameron Diaz was the worst part about Rose it. Rose Byrne. <laughs> I know, but, like, guys, Jamie Foxx. Okay, yeah, Jamie Foxx, that is sweet. But, like, it was just, it was not good. The arrangements are not good. You want that old orchestral vibe from the Annie Orchestra, you know what I mean? I get it. And it's all modernized, and they're rapping, and you know what? It's okay. It's, but it's no Hamilton, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> No, guys like I just I just felt this was a great way to end the year it's a great way to say happy new year to you isn't it yeah like it's it's kind of tangential to the holidays I mean what's more holidays than being charitable to orphans right, right? yeah and so it's just you know it's just a good show for reminding us all that we need to be kind to one another and we need to be kind to those less fortunate than us and when you are out in public feeling bad for ignoring the homeless Good. Good. You should be feeling bad. It means you're a human being. Right? <laughs> and it's like, come on, guys. Just, like, open your purse. Give what you can. I know we can't all do everything. But, you know, oh, I hate capitalism. I know. Oh, man. I hate that we all have to live under the system. No, but that's not the note we're going to end on. That's not the note we're going to end on this year. No, absolutely not. Because, guys, we've got great stuff coming for you next year. Twenty. Just just the thought. It's finally going to be our year. I never thought... Carrie? (laughs) Carrie? I know. Spit over your shoulder or something. There's no wood. Okay. Remember what we said at the end of 2019? I know. Oh, that audio all aged so poorly. It really did. I hope this audio doesn't age poorly at all. To all of you who have listened to us for the past two and a half years, we absolutely love you. And thank you so much for... um, patronizing us (laughs) in a way. Thank you for listening to us at half volume because we're incredibly loud. (sighs) (laughs) Thank you for sharing us. Thank you for rating us, reviewing us, retweeting us. We love you guys. You're the reason we do this. From the two of us and Gavin here at Sorry Mom Productions, thank you so incredibly much. We hope you have a happy new year. And please stay tuned for more quality content coming to you from kicking and streaming. Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always, Sorry Mom. Mom.
4: Got news, got news.